This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. If you're a Ravens fan, you're looking around at Lamar and you're thinking, man, if we don't have Lamar, we don't have a chance. They've seen that this offense, which has basically been built around Lamar Jackson's skill set, is not really workable with a different quarterback. And if they were to move on from him, I think they would have to rebuild in a number of ways. If the sides can't reach a new deal by March 7th, the Ravens will place the franchise tag on Jackson to keep him from becoming a free agent. I still can't really wrap my head around the idea that the Ravens have screwed this up as badly as they have. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN, the ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80. Like, what is, right now, Ozzie Newsome thinking as he watches this all unfold? This is, this is the guy I drafted for you to be the guy here long-term. He's been great, and now you don't want to pay him. Yeah, so he was my last first-round draft pick. He won an MVP at, what, 23 years old? Yeah. And you guys couldn't take care of him and get a long-term extension done? That That's nonsensical. I, I don't get why Baltimore decided that they were going to wait to approach Lamar with the contract negotiations as late as they did. Usually you see teams approach quarterbacks that they're sold on after their third season. We, we saw that. Um, with with several quarterbacks around the National Football League, including Pat Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't waste any time. They said, we're going to sign you to a long-term deal. Ended up being a 10-year pact, Carlin, for $470 million, which feels like a bargain given what Pat Mahomes has given them over the last few years. So it's just I, I'm, I'm floored the fact that the Ravens, a functional franchise, a, a team that I've been a part of, would allow – the most important player that they've had in the franchise in the last decade, they would allow that guy to be in this situation now where he could potentially force his way out of town. Uh, I, I just I don't get it. And I would just ask the question, how, again, do you put yourself in this position? Like, I don't I, I know that we're here. But I just have to think, like, no matter what they were considering all along, Eric DaCosta, whomever, you put yourself in this position by not doing this early, by screwing it up, basically. Now, yeah, here's, but, but here's the thing. You have to let this serve as a lesson for all the other teams that have a young franchise quarterback that they're sold on. If you got a guy that's top ten at the position and he's, you know, played, you know, two or three solid seasons for you, you go ahead and extend them. You don't mess around with you. You don't wait around because it only gets more expensive with each passing year. And then you throw into a mix a deal like Deshaun Watson's that's fully guaranteed to establish a new precedent. And then all of a sudden you're taken to a territory where you're uncomfortable. Canty, here's Jeff Darlington earlier on the idea of Lamar Jackson potentially playing on the franchise tag because we all believe the franchise tag is exactly where the Ravens are going with this. I think you picked the wrong guy if you think that Lamar Jackson is going to fold on this one. He has been a man of principle since before he even got into the league when people suggest that he shouldn't play the quarterback position. He has always put his feet in the ground. 
And one thing I want to point out here is that not to go too in the weeds, but Mike T talking about that non-exclusive tag at $32 million. I don't even know that Lamar Jackson would play at the exclusive tag at $45 million. He ain't stepping foot on the field for $32 million this coming season. No shot. And by the way, Deshaun Watson got three first-round picks in that trade to go to the uh, Browns, had to give them up to the Texans. Two first-round picks isn't enough either. So, I, I look, I just think Lamar Jackson is a man of principle, and he ain't stepping on the field under that tag. And he shouldn't. He should absolutely make sure that he gets every single penny, and that will be somewhere else. And... Kenty, I think I have heard this before, but what the heck? Let's hear it again. This is our guy Marcus Spears, Swagoo, on where exactly he should end up. We've seen Tua, and obviously the concussions, and you don't want to see that to happen to anyone. But when we get to the business of football in offseason, it has to be in in the mind of this brass, of Chris Greer, the general manager, and Mike McDaniels, the head coach. You think about bringing Lamar Jackson back home. Guys, there's a business element to this as well. Could you imagine what it would look like in Miami if Lamar Jackson was playing quarterback right down the street? The type of season ticket sales that would go through the roof? The type of stadium atmosphere that you would have with him being home? You think about having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You think about this offense with a prolific runner at the quarterback spot and doesn't get enough credit for his high ability to throw the football. Now you would couple him with receivers that he hasn't had the opportunity to have in Baltimore. Be supported by the guys that are around him and not have to be 100% of this offense. Canty, I know what I'm about to say might come across as naive. It might come across as ludicrous. If you put Lamar Jackson on the Miami Dolphins, they have a chance to be the best offense ever. I mean, that's how good they could be. When you couple his abilities with what those receivers can do, it could, I know it's out there to say that, but it is it is not out there to say that. Can you imagine him with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell? Oh, it's the fastest offense in the history of the NFL. Yeah. They ain't close. It's the fastest offense in the history of the NFL. And the one part that you left out is how good Mike McDaniel is at getting his playmakers in space. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike McDaniel comes from the Shanahan tree. He was the OC for Kyle out in San Francisco. And you know how much they covet having players that can get in open spaces, make guys get miss and get yards after catch um, or, or get extra yardage in terms of their abilities to be able to break tackles. So adding Lamar Jackson – a player that can do that from the quarterback position coupled with Jalen Waddell and and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and and Wilson. Listen, this would be the fastest offense in the NFL. It would be the most dynamic offense in the NFL. And the other parts of this, Carlin, is there have been rumors out there that Lamar Jackson wants to go and play back home. That, Mm -hmm. that, That has been out there. Now, I don't think it's anybody in his camp that said it explicitly, But that's been floating out there. And so if you're Baltimore, how could you even let it get to a point where that could possibly be a reality? Because here's the thing. No deal can happen with another team unless and until Lamar Jackson signs the franchise tag that the Ravens are inevitably going to put on him. So it works as a no-trade clause, in effect. Do you understand what I'm saying, Carly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so – it's a situation where Lamar is going to dictate how a lot of this goes. Now, it might not happen in the timeline that he wants it to, 
but he knows that he doesn't have to set foot on a football field ever again before he gets his $250 million in guarantees, whatever contract it ends up being, and it's going to be a preferred destination that he wants to go to. Look, if I'm Lamar, I am pushing to get to where I want to be, and even if it's not getting to Miami, I can get myself in a much better situation, and as you have talked about from day one, he's going to get the money anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. He's going to get it anywhere. Which is why it's so befuddling to me that the Ravens did not make sure it was from them. I, I, it, it but I don't con- understand how they didn't see it coming. Yes. That's the part that, that how did you not know that this was going to be the way of the world in the wake of the Deshaun Watson deal? With all of the baggage that Deshaun Watson had associated with him, he still commanded three first-round draft picks and $230 million guaranteed. And this is a guy that doesn't have an MVP on his resume. He, he, he doesn't. I think he's got one playoff win, but he doesn't have a road playoff win like Lamar. So this is not the same. No. And, and so in this situation, if you're the Ravens, you've got to read the room and understand, okay, we have a guy that's top five to seven at the position we need to go ahead and get this deal done and give them the guaranteed money because the franchise tag is not really an option for us because we have a player through principle that would potentially sit out if we did try to tag him. Let's get a call in quick on this. Rock in North Carolina on ESPN Radio. Rock, what do you think? Rock. Well, that's disappointing. It's what you would expect from a rock. You're not going to get a lot of words. It's uh, Wow, fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, but you know what? Even better, we welcome in Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And we welcome him in to give us any kind of perspective here that we can find. Because being in this position, Jamison, uh, we appreciate a few minutes as always. It is somewhat unfathomable that the Ravens have put themselves in this position with Lamar Jackson. So just where do we stand right now with Lamar and the Ravens? Is there any reason for hope on the horizon? I just, I, I, I don't see the, any reason for optimism at this point because, you know, they've had two, a little over two years now uh, to negotiate a contract extension for Lamar. And they haven't come close to a new deal. And unless one side decides to compromise, there's not going to be a new deal because you have the Ravens on one side saying, oh, the Deshaun Watson deal, it's an outlier. It's not a precedent setting. No one else has got any fully guaranteed deal since Deshaun Watson. And you have Lamar Jackson, rightfully so, saying, well, I, I, you know, that's the top quarterback market value right now is Deshaun Watson. And he believes in a former NFL MVP. You look at the numbers when the Ravens have Lamar and when they don't, he believes he should get a fully guaranteed deal just like Deshaun Watson. So you have two sides kind of dug in right now. And, again, unless one of them backs off of their stance as far as their view of guaranteed contracts, uh, there's not going to be a new deal. And today is the first day for teams to be able to apply the franchise tag. And now you have about two weeks to get a deal done, and if not, the Ravens are going to put the franchise tag on, on Lamar, and then you got the clock ticking on 
how, you know, how long the Ravens will actually have control over Lamar. Uh, and and yeah, I think that's when you start getting questions about will Lamar even play under the tag? Will the Ravens try to explore a tag and trade scenario as well? So there's just a lot of uncertainty right now. Jameson, as it uh, pertains to the franchise tag, there's two options that Baltimore could go, the non-exclusive tag, where it's an average of, what, the top five salaries over the last five years? And then there's the exclusive franchise tag, which is the average of the top five salaries in the past year. Now, the exclusive franchise tag number is $45 million. The non-exclusive is 32.5, but the non-exclusive is is riskier because teams can negotiate directly with Lamar Jackson and sign him to an offer sheet. So which direction do you see the Ravens going in in terms of the franchise tag if they're not able to consummate a deal with Lamar over the next two weeks? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough decision. And just because the Ravens don't have a lot of cap room, if, they, if the Ravens had a lot of – I don't think – I think it's a no-brainer they put the exclusive tag on him. Uh, but because it's, you're talking 32 compared to 45 – that's that's a big difference, and I just think it's it's too much of a risk. And I think in the end, the Ravens will see that as well. That yes, they can match an offer sheet, uh, but if they decide not to, they're only going to get when I say only in quotes uh, two first round picks as compensation. Mm-hmm. You look at what the Cleveland Browns—they gave up three first rounders for Deshaun Watson. I, I, I think if the Ravens part ways with Lamar and they're only getting two first round picks. I think a lot of people will be shaking their heads. So I just think it's too risky. I think that you know the the, the stronger likelihood if they put the exclusive tag on Lamar, uh, and then they can control kind of as far as trade talks and compensation and everything like that. Uh, but again, I wouldn't rule out the non-exclusive. I just think it's a little too risky, especially when giving up Lamar Jackson for only two first-round picks. I just don't think that that's enough to part ways with them. Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. So if they put the exclusive tag on him, how long would they wait before they tried to actively make a deal at that point? I, I think then you, the kind of the clock would be ticking between now and the you know the beginning of the draft. I think that it, it can take all the way up until then uh, for them to kind of get what they want and again, it's going to take a lot. You know, and again, because there's teams out there. We've seen how the Browns were so desperate for Deshaun Watson. There's going to be teams that are desperate enough, I feel, to say, yes, we'll give up three first-round picks, and Lamar, we will give you your fully guaranteed deal as well. And that's, that's a, a lot for a team to step up and do that. But I think there's a scenario where you look at the NFC South. Every single team needs a quarterback in that division. Could the Ravens kind of strike it hot and have a division basically having a bidding war on not only to get Lamar, but you're also, if you get him, then you don't have to play him in your own division as well. Uh, I think something like that could happen. And uh, if that's if that's the case and a team is more than willing to give up three first-round picks and maybe a, a pick or two there uh, in addition, uh, I think that's that would be enough for the for the Ravens to kind of say, okay, we're not going to get a deal done with Lamar, but they can get a lot of draft draft capital in return. I think that's a scenario uh, in which they could say, okay, they will trade Lamar in in this offseason. Talking with ESPN Ravens reporter Jamison Hensley on Canty and Carlin. And Jamison, we know that when teams tag players, they have until mid-July to negotiate a long-term deal. If the Ravens aren't able to find 
a trade partner for Lamar Jackson. Is there a chance that they could negotiate? Well, not even negotiate, but is there a chance that you could see a scenario that the Ravens would get past the draft and in the mid-July with Lamar Jackson still on the tag? Yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of it, I will have to say, it's not just the, from the Ravens' perspective of getting something done. I think Lamar has to say he wants to get something done. And I think, again, I think he's dug in to saying, I want that fully guaranteed deal. And there have been times over the past two years where the, the Ravens have acknowledged it's been hard to get Lamar Jackson to tall contract and to negotiate. And because he is kind of stuck in saying, you know what, until you start with the fully guaranteed deal, he's not talking, he's not negotiating. And so I think Ravens general manager said, Eric Tocosta said at the end of the year, it takes two to tango. And I that, that just struck me when he said that. Uh, and, and it really does feel like, yeah, the Ravens keep saying, we keep hearing from the Ravens side, yeah, they want to try to get something done with Lamar. That you know, Their priority is to get a long-term deal with Lamar. Well, they can want everything they, you know, from their perspective. They could say, yes, we want to get Lamar into a long-term deal. But if Lamar isn't willing to negotiate, to compromise, to meet him halfway at any point, I don't see a deal getting done. And I think that's – for the Ravens, if they're to the point where they're saying, okay – there's no chance of getting a long-term deal done with Lamar. That's mm. when they have to say they're either going to trade him this year or they're going to trade him uh, before free agency next year uh, because there's no way the Ravens are going to let him play two years under the tag and then just let him hit free agency. There's, there's going to be either a long-term deal or a trade at some point. Jameson, really quickly because we're up against it, should we read anything into Lamar Jackson having yet to speak to new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin? I just think it's a point where Lamar is going. He's just going to keep his distance, of, I, I believe, uh, from the team until uh, they get any kind of progress in, in the contract talks. I think that's that's the point. And as we have as we've seen before, players who get tagged, they sometimes sit out all the offseason camps, all training camp. I, I I think it's anybody's guess the next time or even the first time Lamar Jackson will talk face to face with new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. That is not good news for the Baltimore Ravens. That is not good news. Jamison, great stuff. Appreciate the insight. Thank you. Hey, have a great rest of your show, guys. Thank you. You too. Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter with Kenty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You know what the word is that I would use right there? Depressing. Depressing for a Ravens fan. Ominous. Ominous. Ominous is another word. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kenty, up next. There is another quarterback who is looking for a new home, and we know that to be Derek Carr. But does he immediately change the fortunes of the New York Jets? Someone does not think so. We'll hear from him next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Are you a guy that that cringes at awkward interactions, or do you enjoy them as much as I do? Oh, I love them. I love them. I try to make it as awkward as it possibly can be. Yes. at, At some point, you just have to lean into the awkwardness, right? Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But the unintentionally awkward... And I'm, I'm speaking of a group of people there, the unintentionally awkward. Hmm. They entertain me at times. Okay. And I have, because I myself have been unintentionally awkward, sometimes lacking for words, certainly earlier in my life when I had no idea how to socialize well. But, Canty, I, I have to take a moment here. Big ups to Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> Big ups. <laughs> If you haven't seen or heard this, (laughs) Jonathan Gannon was doing his introductory press conference for the Arizona Cardinals. And first of all, if you're a succession fan, he looks exactly like Kendall Roy. Yes. He looks exactly like Kendall Roy. And his attitude kind of comes across like Kendall Roy. Like he really wants to be in that big chair, but he's not really sure how to act when he's close to it you know and so here he is yesterday meeting cardinals receiver rondale moore for the first time this is the audio from it i promised the video from it there's really not a whole lot of difference here because rondale moore is just looking at him like what but take a listen to what he said when he goes in for the bro hug with rondale moore what's up hey what's up man how you doing good Good, yeah. good. Shoots, explosives, explosives. That is absolutely Kendall Roy from Succession. <laughs> there is no question about it. Oh, this is gonna go swimmingly out in Arizona. So all- add, add this. Let's sprinkle a little Jonathan Gannon on top of this dysfunction that we have out here. Let's do that. If you coached for for uh, Sirianni, do you have to be awkward in the moment? Uh, I mean, uh, remember his press conference? Oh, his press conference was terrible. Oh. But at least it wasn't him being socially awkward toward the players. But just just for a moment, a indulge level. me. Indulge me. Listen to it one more time, and then I want your reaction as if you were Rondale Moore. A little role play here. Imagine that you, as a former NFL player, are meeting your new head coach for the first time, and this is the interaction you have. What's up? Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. 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 
Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. Yeah. What what the hell are you doing, coach? What is this? Pew, pew. You're making sound effects? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? All right, man. Your confidence level, no matter what it was going into that interaction, went down a few rungs. There's no question about Like, How can you believe in a coach that's giving you sound effects on the first interaction? Like, and then, and then Colin, he gives him the what's up, and he's like, what's up? It's like, it just, it, it feels uncomfortable, cringeworthy, and the there, video there, supports it. And the, the, there's the sup first, but then he realizes who it is. Like, yeah. he, at first, he wasn't quite sure who that was. And, and then, he's it, cl- like, oh, and then yeah. it clicked in, and then it clicked in, it's like, right. oh, yeah. I'm going to do these sound effects because this guy can go. He, he's got juice. He yeah. take some shots with him. Wow. You know what they should yeah. do every hey, time? What, 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 hold on, Carla. Whatever the win total in Vegas is for the futures bet for the Arizona Cardinals right now, whatever it is, take the under. Whatever it is right now, take the under. Trust us on this one. I've never been more sure of one thing in my life than that. Take the oh. under. Oh my God, that's so fantastic! Oh, we have to look that up. Matter of fact, we have to. I'm look looking that up right now. I'm trying to find, find it. it. What it, what it, what is the what what is the over? I don't think they win? have set the win totals oh, for next year yet. Oh. They don't do that until after the draft. Oh, but oh, it's gonna be under. Listen, the Cardinals had four wins this year. It's gonna be under that. <laughs> right now, they are the second longest shot to win a championship this yeah. coming year. Who are they in front of? The Houston the Texans. Texans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, exactly. <laughs> They're going to breeze by the Texans, though. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. It's great. It's Who great. Who does that? Who does that? I, the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And you mean to tell me Eric Bieniemy is not qualified to be a head coach? Coach. Are you kidding me? Eric, <laughs> listen, are you, you mean to tell me, based off of what you just heard from Jonathan Gannon, Eric Bieniemy is not qualified to be a head coach. <laughs> Never mind Eric Bieniemy kicked his ass in the second half of the Super Bowl because EB was the OC and Gannon was the DC oh, for the oh, Eagles. Oh, by the way. Never mind that. Did but you hear based he, on that interaction, you mean to tell me Bieniemy can't be a head coach? Did you, did you hear what he actually said about the Sky Moore play? Oh. He, he said, and this was the actual quote, Jesus Christ would not have been able to cover that play. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. That is hey, your Cardinals Chris, head coach. Chris, welcome to the Valley. <laughs> There's a, you know what? There's a reason why Brian Flores took his name out of the hat with that job. And I will just say this for Arizona sports fans, enjoy what the Phoenix Suns are going to give you over the next couple of years because you're not going to get a whole lot of entertainment from the football team out there. I can promise you. Not in a good way. Kentia Garland, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We can get your calls in on your most awkward interaction. Pew, 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 pew. We're getting them calls calling like pew, 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 I'm sorry, it's just too good. It's just too good. Oh, it's a clown show. Carl, t- tell me this, because I'm just sitting here thinking about the Cardinals situation, right? Mm. And I know we, we're completely off the rails right now, but it's okay, though. Yeah. Um, how many teams hire a general manager 
and they already have a general manager in place that's going on a quote-unquote leave. Yeah. Where they do that at? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not, not to disparage Monty Awesome for it. He, he might be great at the job, but they didn't fire their current general manager. They just said he's going to go away for a while. We don't know where he's going. We don't know what he's up to. He didn't get fired, but he's just going to go away. But we're going to hire this guy to be the GM in, in the interim. It's just it's a wild situation. Have you ever in walked into – I'm guessing the answer is no because you played for p- three pretty good organizations. Yeah. Right? Have you ever walked into a situation where you are committed to it and you just said in the first few minutes to yourself, what did I just do? Yes, I absolutely have. Would that be this show? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, th- it's not this show, but I will say this. There have been some social settings where I've walked into the room and said, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, and you know, when you commit to going to something, you have to see it through to some degree. It's not like you can do the old Irish exit after about 15, 20 minutes. Nope. I had to be there for uh, at least an hour. And so I was just like, you know, and it was a paid appearance, Carlin. And it was in my mind, I just kept hearing this line from the movie Players Club, all money ain't good money. All money ain't good money. And in that moment, when I walked into that room, I realized that the money that I was being paid for that appearance was absolutely not worth showing up. In that moment, would you have paid to get out of there? I would have gave them all. I would have given them all, all their money the, back plus another like, grand. Yeah, I would have put it. I would have. I, I would have gave him a kicker. I would have <laughs> gave him a little like a trade kicker. I would have gave him a kicker. It, it would have been like the Lamar tax that they're going to have to pay. <laughs> essentially, essentially, <laughs> get me out of here. It's called a departure tax. That's why you have to pay to get out of New Jersey every the place. Tax. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. What do we do, Canty? We like to make people money. And we will do that next. Play of the night on the way. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details to make you money that's the plan canty and carlin espn radio and on the espn app presented by progressive insurance canty college basketball season heating up 
That means Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. couple of guys to really keep an eye on. Number one, guy I saw on Saturday with Bob Valvano, and I've seen him a couple of times this year, uh, who is tremendous, is Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. Uh, really makes it look incredibly easy. Good game tonight as Indiana goes to Michigan State, and that's the first time Michigan State will have a sporting event uh, on campus or a home game uh, on campus since the shootings last week. So that will be a very emotional and important night. That game's on ESPN tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking forward to that. And then uh, a couple of other guys, like Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, is a guy that won it a couple of years ago, or he was a Wooden Award All-American couple of years ago i would expect him to be in the mix uh and guy you asked me about is kyle filipowski from duke Uh, we're going to get more into some college basketball here over the coming weeks as we get closer uh to the tournament oh there's no question about it and watch watch out for the big east too because that's a conference that is deep this year carlin and it feels like it's one of those sneaky years where one of those teams could go on a final four run Oh, yeah. And that will lead us to our play of the night. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Wendy's. Two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. The Big East is where we go to Omaha, Nebraska. 8.30 p.m. tonight. It is Marquette visiting Creighton. Of course, the Creighton Barrels, outstanding. Very good year they have had so far. One of the really good teams in college basketball. I see what you did there. Yes, they're the Creighton Blue Jays, I know. You you couldn't help it. You couldn't help yourself. (laughs) I really couldn't. You couldn't help yourself. I couldn't. But Creighton, five-and-a-half-point favorites tonight over Marquette, over-under at 146-and-a-half. What are you feeling? I'm feeling like we roll with the home team because they need the game more, and Mm – so we lay the five and a half, but I'm feeling the under on team point total. 146 and a half, closely contested game against Big East rivals. I think this one comes in under because you're going to see some good defense tonight. So you think this game is played in the 60s? That's what you're yeah. telling me, the high yeah. 60s. There you go. All right, so that's what we're doing. We're going Creighton, minus five and a half, under 146 and a half, and that will pay out at a plus 264. Plus 264. On Caesars Sportsbook, my friend. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Michigan State basketball will honor the victims tonight at the home game against Indiana. As we said, the first game that's being played. Uh, since the tragic shootings of last week. And I don't know if you got a chance to see it at all, but if you get a few minutes, uh, go online and look for Tom Izzo addressing uh, the entire Michigan State community last week at a candlelight vigil. It is moving stuff. Tom Izzo has long been one of the really, really understanding people in, in college basketball. And he lays it out at the beginning. Listen, I'm just a basketball coach. I, I don't know what to make of it, but just spoke so eloquently on the whole situation. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Tom Izzo is one of the true good guys in all of college sports. And Carlin, a great ambassador for the game. But in this situation with the team and with what school is facing, 
you wouldn't want to have another leader other than Tom Izzo. And yeah. you just have this feeling that his team and the rest of this season is going to be a huge part of the healing process that's going to take place in that community and on that campus. So shout out to Tom Izzo for providing leadership in college basketball and leadership in, at Michigan State and in that community because they need it in this time. Canty, if you've got an extra $35.8 million hanging around, you can enter the bidding to purchase the Raiders' former headquarters and training facility that will be available up on public auction in Oakland. So it's an extra $36 million, beautiful-looking building, and you've got the, the fields out back as well. What do you think? You getting involved? No, nah, I'm all set on that. I don't know who the hell is buying the Raiders practice facility. I mean, is it going to be like a sports performance conglomerate that decides we're going to do this? Is, is it going to be Globo Gym from Dodgeball? Are they going to buy it? <laughs> is, is, is White Goodman going to get involved with this thing? <laughs> I tell you, it'll be a hell of an episode of Property Wars. I guarantee you that. Uh, just, I mean, who, who has that kind of scratch laying around? Just to buy a workout facility. Pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> Tiger Woods admits that he was in more pain during the Genesis tournament last week than I, quote, probably let on. Uh, Canty, listen, one under, he played great, and we know what this is setting up for. We, it is setting up for Augusta at the beginning of April. Um, I don't, and I hate to say it, the guy has been through so much physically, I don't think we're ever going to see Tiger win again. And that may well be the case, but him being out there is a huge win for golf. And I was on the golf course this weekend at a charity outing down in the Carolinas. And the thing that everybody was talking about, not what John Rahm doing, who's going on an incredible stretch. He's had a hell of a year in the first month and a half. He's won five of his last nine starts. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Max Homer gave him a scare on that last hole. But, I mean, absolutely incredible tear that John Rahm has been on. But – Everybody was talking about Tiger Woods. Where is he at? Where was the cut? How is he looking? Can he set something up? That, that's all anybody wanted to know. And so I think that's a huge win for golf, having him involved in the Masters and on that stage. Well, there, there's no doubt it would be great to see it once we do get a chance to see it in April. But uh, I'm hoping for the best, and I know we'll all be rooting for him. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.